This episode of Spawn on Me is brought to you by PUBG Mobile. Jump into battle with PUBG Mobile today and experience the brand new collaboration with Metro Exodus, featuring the limited time Metro Royale mode. Introducing two new maps within the boundaries of Erangel, Metro Royale has you facing off against both monster and enemy opponents alike. Play to survive, collect as much loot as possible, and ultimately, escape. Download PUBG Mobile today from the App Store or Google Play Store and play for free. Spawn on Me is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness, because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What up, what up, what up, everybody here in Chicago? This is the Spawn on Me podcast with Khalif Adams. I am your host, Khalif Adams. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are social distancing. I hope you are washing your hands, washing your butt. I hope you're keeping yourself safe in this coronavirus world. I hope you're all doing well. Shout out to everybody who just rolled through in the chat. Shout out to Borman18. Shout out to Sunny, Sunny Chifa. I love that name. That's pretty fantastic. Yo, everybody here. In Chicago, want to give you massive amounts of love. We have a short show this week brought to you by the wonderful folks over at PUBG Mobile. Again, thank you so much for the folks over there for sponsoring the show this week and for the past couple of weeks. It has been really cool to be able to see you all coming and hanging out with us uh, and rocking with us super strong. Uh, it does mean a bunch to us to be able to get that financial help and and, and, and get our names up, up in the upper echelon, as they say, uh, with folks rocking with us here in Chicago. So again, massive love to everybody who came through uh, on the show uh, this week. If you missed last week, you missed a fantastic episode uh, with uh, our friends, uh, well, <laughs> with my friend, with my boss, uh, Marcus Kennedy, who is the general manager of gaming over at Intel. Uh, it was really cool to be able to bring him on and talk about, you know, being black in the space, talk about, you know, uh, what we're doing over at Intel together. Uh, lots of cool things that we're doing. I'm an Intel employee, so uh, we, we get to rock super hard uh, and talk about all those things. We also got to talk about our DNI efforts that we're, we're putting together uh, and we got to showcase uh, to the folks who are helping us start that start that uh, off with uh, Paris Lee and Aaron Ashley Simon, uh, who are, I, I love them. They are fantastic. They, they are brilliant human beings. Um, and it's always it's always great to be able to, you know, continue to push forward uh, with the work that we're doing both here at Spawn and Me and then, you know, in my day job uh, doing that work as well. So uh, I see, I see Chaffee just walked up into the chat and was like, yo, I just scooped some ice cream. We're ready to kick it. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm super excited. We're almost a couple of days, literally two days away from Christmas. Uh, this next episode will drop on Christmas Day. Uh, so, you know, holiday cheer to everyone uh, who's out there. Happy holidays to everyone out there who's celebrating Christmas, who's celebrating Hanukkah, celebrating Kwanzaa, all the wonderful things. Solstice just dropped off. I got my superpowers. It didn't give me any hair back, though. I'm pissed. Solstice didn't hook me up with hair. That's the only superpower I want. I want to be Samson and I can't be Samson because it hates on me. I don't appreciate it. It's not fair. Uh, everybody else got laser beam eyeballs and be able to freeze people in visibility. I didn't even get my hair back. It's some bullshit. Um, but uh, I am here with all of you, uh, which is which is super super fun and and and, and important. Um, this week is a really short week uh, in terms of show. There's like nothing to talk about in terms of gaming information out there in the world. It was a dead week uh, except for. Paste Magazine getting out of pocket comparing Cyberpunk 27 to Hitler. 
Um, and <laughs> and somebody else um, over at the um, uh, former Deadspin magazine, uh, they have their gaming outlet. I just forgot the name of it. Um, and they put out a, a really interesting story that was full of nonsense uh, and didn't work uh, at all in terms of the conversation. Um I may dig into that a little bit. I'm trying to figure out if anybody in the chat has a, uh, you know, has a link to that. If you're a mod, you know, give me that, you know, that conversation about how basically folks uh, from the site were having a conversation around uh, why the media and why the press kind of botched it uh, in terms of, uh, of covering cyber cyberpunk 2077 and how we basically enabled, you know, through the work that we do, the defector. That's right. That's a defector piece. Thank you for, for, for adding that. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find it. Uh, but it was a shitty ass take. It was a bad take. It was a not great take at all. Um, because it, what it, what it did was it posited that we, I'm trying to just look it up. It posited that we as video game folks, um, as, as a part of the press, so if somebody has a, a link to it, shoot me a link to it. Um, have this other layer of responsibility to not hype stuff and not do that kind of work, and 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 the fact that we all took NDAs to to, to maybe to you know to check out the game and not talk about the console version of it and all those kinds of things. Um, it was so dumb. It was such a bad, bad, bad take. Um. And I just didn't know what to do with it because, to be honest, it didn't showcase or, or have an understanding of how press works from a from a nuts and bolts perspective. It's a weird thing because you see all these folks who are in that space talking about that from a from a standpoint of like they've never taken NDAs, which is weird. It's a super weird take to be like, because you took an NDA and because they didn't necessarily show you and talk to you about the, 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 the thing that they were hiding, which CD Projekt Red was hiding. Um, the fact that the console versions weren't that good. Um, and then kind of shifting the blame to the press is wild shit. I've never seen that take um, happen. Um, so like mad people are taking hot takes this week. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty unreasonable calling us shills and stuff like that. It was super wild that the, the folks who everybody was kind of rooting for to get away from Deadspin, who had been doing that good work of, you know, unionizing and doing all that work, wind up turning themselves tur and turning on their brethren and sister in, uh, in the industry, you know, having those conversations in a, in a rear, in a weird way. Um, so it was wild to see that that was the take that happened. And everybody in the industry was like, yo, you stupid. <laughs> that's a dumb take it makes no sense if you've ever had to review a game this long you have to understand one of the best and worst things about the industry especially coming at it from 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 our perspective and again this is a privileged perspective i'm saying this out loud it is a privileged perspective i'm fully aware of this I get lots of games for free often because i am a part of the press i'm a part of the influencer pool all those things, right? Um, uh, absolutely, Borman. Borman in the chat says, I think the game industry is generally generally is poorly understood in many regards. Here's the wildest thing. I've been doing this for uh, 10 plus years. 
I'm only in the past six to seven have kind of moved up the ranks to be able to start getting games like this at launch. The hardest thing to do from a, a press perspective is to get a game this big and only have a week really to review it. I remember, you know, shout out to the to the wonderful folks over at US Gamer, the now defunct US Gamer. All the folks who 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 because US Gamer just shut down. Uh Kat Bailey, who ran that brilliant, amazing person, one of the best people in the industry, gave me a task as a freelancer to do a review of NBA 2K last year or the year before. That game is a big game. It's a it, people, it's inconsequential uh when it comes to like how how big that game is it's not a small thing you have to write about multiplayer single player con yeah my team um uh my career all the stuff you know and, and we basically got that thing in a week that was the hardest week i've worked in the game industry in terms of trying to figure out good ways to be able to make that information happen for our for the for the readership a game like Cyberpunk, which has a through line, which is its main line story, and then it has its secondary pieces, <coughs> excuse me, secondary pieces, all the side quests and all that kind of stuff, is a lot of stuff to go through to get a full breadth and depth of a conversation so that you can feel like you've actually done your due diligence when you, when you have played that game. So for these folks who have written this particular shit-ass article... Um, it, 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 it's even worse to not understand how it works and then write a big article about it and from a position of absolutely not knowing how the industry works or absolutely not understanding how reviewers work. So to put that blame on people who don't, uh, who, who don't do the work, or I'm sorry, putting the blame on the people who do the work when you have no clue how it works is asinine. It's super stupid. Super dumb. There was one thing that they said in here that made me laugh super hard because I was just like, what are you talking about? They were like, basically, you can run through that game in a couple of hours. And I was like, you're out of your mind. You're losing your mind. Um, uh, Audio Lover says in the chat, do you think the turnaround time for viewers to do game reviews is too short on average? It depends. Um, and we're going to do a little bit of ask how anything. So questions like this, these are perfect for ask how anything. Um, you know, somebody put the SpeakPipe uh, link in the chat. It's speakpipe.com slash spawn on me. If you want to leave me a voicemail to do uh, an ask how anything episode around anything that you want to talk about. Uh, totally down. Game stuff, non-game stuff, world stuff, anything. We'll talk about it. I'll talk about it. Um, do I think the, the average time is too short? It really depends on the game. Um, games like cyberpunk, you need, you need two to three weeks to be able to review that properly in a good way. Um, I would even say that for most sports games, most sports games take a while to be able to get through all the things. Plus the servers are usually never up. Plus it too, you have to grind your way through whatever it is. If you're doing a story or career mode, any of that kind of stuff, um, unless they give you, you know, basically virtual currency to be like build out your character and do all that kind of stuff. Um, then those things kind of change a little bit in terms of how 
how able you you are to kind of get that thing through in a, in a in a reasonable and good way. Um, yeah, so I, it really depends on a lot of different things. To be to be fair, um, and, and and it doesn't really and people really don't take into account your own personal space and personal time. Like I remember having to do a review because again, for us as a small outlet, as a sync run run by and owned by and and operated by one person. I'm balancing nine to five work, doing the show, being married and trying to be a decent husband, uh, trying to be a decent friend to my friends, marketing the show, doing all the other stuff. There's like seven different things that I do in a week that all revolve around video games and the show and work and stuff. And sometimes you just miss stuff because you're just so busy trying to knock out everything else and make sure nothing falls off and all the spinning plates don't don't mix. So sometimes when you get get to sit down and like actually play the thing, you're playing at like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning because that's when everybody's asleep. You don't have to worry about noises. You don't have to worry about like outside uh, distractions, all that kind of stuff. And again, I chose this. This is not a thing that I'm like, wham, 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 cry, cry for Khalif because he's he's getting to play stuff early and, and stuff. But like, there are things that happen that are human that happen in between that space. So again, it's super wild for these folks to have come through uh, and 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 lay this claim that you know the video game folks uh, are are you know basically lap dogs for a CD project Red because people enjoyed the game. Most people, again, I, every review that I've heard so far has talked about all of it in a reasonable way the bugs the good stuff in the game the things that didn't hit all the things that that lean into that part of the conversation all felt like they were pretty smartly done and 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 nailed that part of the conversation i think that if you're really paying attention to you know the, the the folks who are doing this work in real ways everyone has been really pretty on point I don't think there's been anybody who was like, yo, this is the best game of the year and this is fantastic and everything and nothing's wrong with it. No one has said that. I've seen nobody say that in any of the things that I've seen in any parts of the game. Um, So I think that, you know, I think that there's a little bit of grace that needs to be given to game reviewers and folks who are in the gaming industry. I'm not talking about the the kind of like super YouTube side that we see when people are being kind of mean and stuff and, and, and we know who those folks are. Right. We've seen those people. We've talked about them in the past in the past couple of weeks. But I think for the folks who are like legit doing the work, um, we have a lot of stuff to, to, to kind of navigate, especially if you're not at a big site. Um, like, especially if you're not at a big site, if you had a big site, this people that you can kind of, you know, give that to you're like, oh, you're the person who plays these kinds of games. Like, here's this thing, because usually big outlets get that stuff before we do. Um, so that's the thing like before the smaller sites do and the smaller influencers do. So um, it was super whack to see that happen in the space this week. And I don't understand what people have an expectation for. Again, I've said this on this show numerous times. I think there's a, and it bears repeating. We live in unforeseen times. This is stuff that we've never seen before with the pandemic that happens on the production side, that happens on the development side, that happens on lots of different angles and sides right now where the pandemic has thrown lots of monkey wrenches in a lot of people's laps. Alongside that, um, 
you know, game develop game developers are changing up there the way they do things. PR is doing a lot of things differently now because we're not going to, 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 you know, have hands on with stuff. So the conversation changes a lot. And also people are sad. <laughs> like people have lots of sad stuff happening right now, because of course it's the freaking pandemic. The pandemic is happening. So I, I'm, I'm a little bit less, uh, you know, uh, I'm a little bit less worried when we have these conversations around, you know, game reviews and all this kind of stuff. And again, with everything that's happening, this is like so inconsequential. Like, yes, if you lost your $60, I'm sorry. If you didn't get a refund, I'm sorry. That sucks. That that sucks. The people who are really looking forward to this game in big ways. But I think the conversation around the game itself from the beginning has been toxic on lots of different sides, press, community, PR, CD Projekt Red. Like, I think a lot of people have been botching this all, you know, for the past couple of years. Um, so there's a lot of conversations there to be had about, like, how do we interact with you all at home in decent ways? How do you all interact with us as the consumer and as the reader and as the, the content consumer in good ways? But I say this all the time that... Um, we are, we live in a very interesting relationship between the consumer, the press, PR, all those folks, where this is the only medium, this is the only consumer product-based thing where literally you can roll up on somebody as a person who's in the chat right now, who's on Twitter, who's on whatever social media you choose, and speak directly to the people who make the thing that you love. And there should be care taken with that because there's no other, you know, product-based thing where you can do that. And it's hard for people who get their feelings all in it and get really excited because fandom and all the other things to not understand that, that there's a, there's a, a give and take there and there's a relationship there. And we need to kind of figure out ways to better that relationship too. Um, Chaffee says the problem is also echo chamber. So many voices, resonating opinions, as fact, without playing the game or fully reading multiple reviews. Well, I agree. There's a, there's a problem there too, where, and I, and I think, and, and I will say this, and I don't think a lot of people will, would, would say this out loud either. Um, I think that that is a part of the culture that's not great. And that goes back to like, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. I didn't, my, 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 I guess we were, we were, I always consider ourselves to be middle-class, but when I looked at my mother's paycheck, we were poor. <laughs> I, I, after she died, my, after my mom died, I got a chance to see, I was like, you know, fixing her affairs and saw a check that she got, uh, from her job. And I was like, holy shit, you make this kind of money. You don't make anything. How are you raising us? How you get, you know, I didn't, I felt like I didn't want for anything. I was pretty spoiled as a kid from, from what I could, from, you know, the conversation, but, and I was lucky because I was raised by a single grandma, uh, uh, in, in, in the eighties or whatever. And I was just like, yo, how the hell did you like get me a Nintendo and all this other stuff? Well, you bust your ass to do that stuff. And, and, and I bring that up because I think to a certain extent, my perspective is that I don't need everything day one. I want stuff day one. I don't have an expectation to have everything day one. And I think that expectation to have everything day one is where we get to the part that Trophy is talking about in the chat, where 
there's a part of that equation where people always feel like they need to have everything as soon as everything happens. And if they don't, then it, then it becomes a problem uh, for, for some of that stuff. And then the second part of that conversation is, yeah, people just make stuff up because they get into the zeitgeist of the feelings part of the industry, which is also, you know, also kind of dumb. Like, oh, it takes a minute to be able to like take a step back and be like, I don't need to one. I don't need to interject my thoughts into this conversation. And two, it's not even really at the space where it needs to be right now. Like the, the energy is just negative for no reason. So a lot of that stuff is happening. And I think it's 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 all most times, many times, just super unnecessary uh, to carry that energy into the space in that way. Um, so I would say, again, you know, that defector piece was, was, was really bad. That pace magazine piece was really stupid. I didn't even read it, but the, 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 the title of it was awful. <laughs> um, but that's the part that just made me laugh. Fox of the Future says what that article hugely misses is that CDPR controlled the reviews, PC only requiring to be played on high uh, spec PCs, not giving reviews enough time to play the whole game, demanding reviews, giving no scores, using profitless hiding console versions. Yeah, like they did a they did a a crappy job of giving reviewers and consumers good ways to be able to um, to showcase that game. My my red flags went up as soon as I heard they won't let you capture your own gameplay and show it. That's a big red flag for most folks who have been doing this work for a while. Dr. Jones, thank you so much for the bits too. Um, that's a part of the conversation that changes that a lot for most folks who are reviewing it to be like, oh, that's a little bit weird. That feels like you're hiding something. Um, that feels like that's that's hiding something kind of kind of crucial in that way. Anyway, that's enough cyberpunk talk forever. I'm playing through it on PC now. Um, I got the most recent patch. I think it's like 1.05. The game feels like it's playing well. Uh, I'm still playing through it. I've been taking a bunch of pictures in it. I found some really good hacks to take pictures. So most of my time currently is just playing uh, and, and kind of taking pictures. But I'll be honest, the conversation and the energy and all the stuff around this game has made me not want to play it. It has nothing to do with the game right now. Like the game for me on PC is playing fine, but the energy around it makes me not want to play it. Um, and that part kind of sucks because I was I was really looking forward to it. Um, you know, even even with it being buggy, I was still looking forward to most of it, kind of playing the way that it was and and, and felt okay uh, in some of those ways. Um, I do want to talk about what I have been playing and what I did play this week. Uh, uh, that I thought was really, really good. So let's check out a little bit of what we've been playing. If you just, if you're watching this on Twitch, did you notice something in that, what we've been playing bumper? We got the new controllers in it. Yeah, it's super cool. Super cool. Super dope. Um, so what I've, what I've been playing. So, the main thing I kind of want to talk about, I, I jumped back into Mortal Kombat, of course. Y'all kind of saw that stuff uh, on stream the other day, uh, which was which was super good and super fun and and and, and really was fantastic. Um, but the thing that, uh, man, the thing that I have been the most hyped about, uh, the thing I had the most fun with this week was 
definitely, definitely, definitely Back for Blood. Back for Blood is so dope. Back for Blood is one of the coolest games I have played in a very long time. Um, it is, it is one of those things where it is feeding, it is feeding all the things that I really cared about. I am a huge Left 4 Dead fan, so getting a chance to play a game that feels like Left 4 Dead again from the folks who made Left 4 Dead, and it feels so fantastic. Everything that they've done, they have nailed it. The alpha is, it was so good. It was, it ended this week. Is it over? I think it, I think it was over this weekend, but it is fantastic. It is like literally everything that they tried to do that you kind of, you know, had as the touchstones of what a left for dead game could be. They nailed. So like the way the guns feel, the way you kind of move around the map, you know, the way that you have all of the, you know, kind of, uh, you know, add-ons that you have for your weapons, you know, the way you coordinate with your team, the zombies feel really smart in a, not smart in a, like, they are intelligent in the way that they react to things and the way that they move uh, around the screen and stuff, but in the way that they have set up systems to be able to keep you uh, on your toes with the way the director kind of changes things up. So yeah, the, the gameplay we're showing, if you're watching it on Twitch or YouTube, uh, it was me, Danny Pena from Gamertag Radio, uh, Paris Lilly, uh, and, and some other folks. We were, we were all playing it uh, on, on stream and, and having a blast with it because it's so, so good. Um, we were just rocking it out. We were doing some work and, and, and making it happen. But it felt like if you were to ship that game right now, you could ship that game right now and it would be fine. We would, I would, I would pay my sixty dollars for that game currently, and 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 totally be fine with it. It would be perfect for me to be able to say, Turtle Rock, you deserve my money, uh, and that was an alpha. Uh, so that alpha just felt like everything that I wanted. It had the witches in it. They call them snitches now, which I thought was hilarious. You have bloaters in it that kind of just vomit on you, basically. These huge. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, these huge monsters with these big arms that, that roll after you. Uh, it's It just feels so on point of how they figured out ways to, um, to, 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 to build that stuff into, into the game framework. Like, oh man, I, I, I haven't had fun like this in this way. And it was especially it was especially good to be able to play this after all the junky grossness that was around the conversation um, with um, Cyberpunk and everything else right now. It, it was like everything else was just like eh, I don't want to even talk about games right now. But getting a chance to play this felt so good because of the way that all of it works. And how smartly they've done everything that it just makes everything feel really, really dope. I was like super, super excited to play it um, and had a blast with it. Like I was dying to play more as soon as I did. Um, and I was like really sad when the actual thing um, wind up having to get shut down for, uh, for, for the drop of the alpha. 
I am fiending to play more of this game. I am dying to play more. I I want to play more real fast. Um, and, and hopefully get a chance to play some when that game comes out. Like this game, I want to cover this really badly. Like I really want to figure out ways to get the devs on the on on the show. I want to figure out ways to talk to them in real ways about like what they did, the transitions between how this game and the previous game uh, kind of came together. Like uh, there's there's so many different layers to this conversation about this particular game that I'm just like, yo, I, ugh, man, I'm so hyped for this damn thing. It is so solid. It is such a solid game in that way. Uh, it's just like even if you're watching it right now, like all these zombies. This is, you know, we did this map like two or three times and it didn't play like this every time. It wasn't like this horde of zombies that came down the stairs every time. It was like, sometimes it was super, super empty. And then other times it was like World War Z. And I was like, what is happening? And every time felt super good. It was really solid. Um, So I'm, I'm very, very, very hyped about being able to get more time in with this. I think it's brilliant. I'm, I'm very, very excited for not only what Turtle Rock is going to be able to do with this game, but what other folks are going to be able to do when they start getting mods into it, when you start getting full crews together, when they start building out new enemies and new zombies and new maps. Like, if there is the game that I'm the most excited about right now, it is this. I am the most excited about Back for Blood. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, if you didn't get a chance to play the alpha, I feel bad for you. I'm sorry. Uh, if you do get a chance to jump on it later on when it does drop, I absolutely will be streaming that game on here. And I will absolutely be bugging the community to play with me because I am hype. Start the hype machine. I don't care what y'all got to do. Make it happen. Make it make it work. Do what you need to do. And then we're going to talk about it because that's the game <laughs> that I am super uh, unreasonably excited for. So um we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna give uh some love to our wonderful sponsors over at PUBG mobile again thank you so much wonderful folks over at PUBG mobile for sponsoring the game uh you know uh, sponsoring the show uh, and making the game <laughs> you are sponsoring that game and making it at the same time so that is absolutely true um and yeah uh, you know i'm been playing some more this week uh trying to make sure that i'm i'm not a scrub on it and I'm still having a lot of fun. It feels really, really natural to be able to play that game on a phone uh, for a game that I did not expect to be able to uh, or, or expect that, that I was going to have as much fun doing it and playing it uh, as I have been. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. Shout out to PUBG Mobile. Check out this one ad from them. And we'll be back with some Ask Ka Anything to wrap up this quick show. I'd love. This episode of Spawn on Me is brought to you by PUBG Mobile. Spend the holidays with PUBG Mobile, one of the largest and most popular battle royale games on mobile today. Gear up, drop in, and compete against up to 100 players. Battle for a chance to become the winner of that special holiday chicken dinner. Join in on special holiday events during December to earn unique rewards and enjoy the winter festivities in PUBG Mobile with your friends. Download PUBG Mobile today from the App Store or Google Play Store and play for free. Again, massive love to our friends over PUBG Mobile for sponsoring the show. Uh, we want to give them some love in the chat. Give them some love on the podcast. All the wonderful things that we got out there for them. And all them wonderful things. So, um, real quick, uh, before we start our Ask Her Anything, again, if you want to be down, if you want to put a question up so that we can 
uh, check that out and, 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 and rock with it. Uh, so we can do more of these ask how anything episodes, please do so. This is the perfect time to put in questions because, uh, I'm going to be going on a small mini vacation. Um, also shout out to Trey and Jay in the chat. Some of the best call of duty streamers on the gosh darn planet. Um, gotta give them mad respect and mad love because they are brilliant at what they do. You know, so give them love in the chat and in the podcast land. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, again, please put in uh, voicemail speakpipe.com slash spawn on me, speakpipe.com slash spawn on me. Uh, I'm gonna be taking a small mini break while I make the rest of the studio look really great. Uh, we are 90% done with the studio. I am hoping to be able to uh, show you what it looks like right around the new year. It may be the first or maybe the second week of January where we kind of debut the new studio uh, and and stream from not in this room, but in the actual basement uh, where everything is set up and ready to go. I'm getting the last couple of things in in terms of gear. Uh, I got to do some testing and that means that I wouldn't be doing live shows here because I don't have a second setup. Uh, I only have the one PC. Uh, to be able to do that kind of work downstairs. So uh, give me some time to be able to figure that out. And 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 maybe uh, you'll see some Ask Hot Any, Anything episodes up on the feed instead of kind of normal shows uh, until the first or second week of January. So um, we're, we're going to run into our Ask Hot Anything and uh, get to our first and only question of the week uh, in terms of some dope stuff that we got in our mailbox. So check this out. All right. So I have a question. What game would you make if you could have all the resources and all the talent and all the money at your disposal? What was your dream game? That's a great question. Shout out to Aaron O'Malley. Shout out to Polarin uh, coming and hanging out with us for Ask Hot Anything this week. I would say there's a lot of couple. Of th- there's a lot of games that I would make actually. Um, the one that I'm really most excited about is two, and people are going to be mad at me uh, because they're going to be like, "Really, Kai? That's kind of whack." I want to make the uber violent version of. Mortal Kombat. I think as a big horror fan, um, it's already at a pretty gory level. I think for me as a big gore uh, fan in terms of horror, I would love to see them even go further. I know that people hate that. I know people don't like that as an answer, uh, but I am a big like hostile fan. I love all that kind of stuff. I love all the kind of like super grossness that goes along with those games. And I feel like to a certain extent, we have this new technology that we can kind of go through and use to make things super gross, make it real yucky and nasty and terrible. Um, but that's me. I mean, again, like I, it, I love games like that. I think they have a place in the space I did, it also leans into the conversation about like how far is too far, which I think is super reasonable. I think it's mad reasonable to ask that question. Um, but I would love to see an AO title that's kind of MK MK based, a fighting game that's kind of MK like that has that got an AO rating that you could actually buy and play. I think it would be interesting to see what what companies would do, um, even though 
it's a little bit risque in that way. I think there is some literal meat on those bones to be able to see what they'd be able to do. The second game that I think would be really cool to see would be, um, I want to do a curling game. I think curling is cool. I know people hate when I say curling is dope, but curling is dope. I think curling is really fun. I think it's pretty awesome uh, to be able to have that be a thing uh, in the video game space because we never get to see like weird sports get games anymore. Like pool has gotten games and billiards has gotten games, but it's not really gotten any real love. They've always been kind of okay, but not fantastic darts like professional darts has gotten games, but they're not really that great either. They don't capture the energy that's in those spaces. Oh my goodness. We have Greg Hazy in the chat. He just talked about curling. He put the sleepy faces in there. I knew he was going to come in. It's like curling to, to Hazy is like the bat signal. Anytime you say he comes in and he pops up, he's like, I hate you. I love you. But curling would be a fantastic game to make in that space. And I think about that often because I think of Rockstar Table Tennis. I've talked about that ad nauseum, how much I love that game, how, how fantastic it is. I think it would be really cool. I also would love to see a game that is based on based in the hood. There are very few games that are based in the hood. Like there are no games really. Like I remember um We Are Chicago, which was a game that was kind of based in the hood. Um and that was an okay game. It it, it tried a lot to 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 nail the kind of you know, messaging and the kind of, you know, social justice warrior layers to it, which I think they kind of missed the mark on. But I would love to see a game based in the hood that had a little black girl as the protagonist. I think that would be something new because little black girls never get to be the protagonist and they never see their perspectives in games. And I would love to see a little black girl be able to get that, get that kind of love in a game like that. I think it would be really cool. I think it would be fantastic to have some black women writers on it to kind of really give that perspective. I think the hood as a backdrop never really gets love in bigger ways. It's always kind of a thing you roll through or roll to, but you're never like in it and having that depicted properly, I think would be real cool. I think that would be fire. Of course, there's the other games that I want to do that are like VR based. Um, there are the kind of uh, live inside the body of, a marginalized person games that I would want to see. Like um, uh, you got pulled over by a cop simulator, like, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, those, those things I think will add to the conversation and add a layer of empathy to the video game space in a way that we haven't seen. I think VR is a perfect um, um, avenue for some of those games. I think that they're really brilliant ways that you can put somebody else in someone else's body through VR uh, that we don't get a chance to see happen often. Um, and I think that would be a fantastic, really cool uh, experience to be able to have. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, shout out to Poland again for, for sending that question in again, speakpipe.com uh, slash spawn on me is the place to send in your voicemails. I'll be checking it often. Um, I get an email anytime somebody sends in a thing. And I and when I say you can ask anything, I seriously mean it. It doesn't have to be gaming related at all. It can be about life. It can be about anything. It can be about the industry. It can be about, you know, how how all this stuff is kind of kind of worked, you know, for us. Uh, it's a perfect place for you to ask the question that you don't get a chance to ask in chat. 
Uh, so I would say use that to your fullest benefit. Um, also, massive love to, to to Zach Silver for hooking us up with the new graphics for Ascot Anything. I love them. They are super good. Uh, we're going to do some more cool stuff in the future uh, working on that together. And yeah, uh, you know, that's it for this episode of Spawn of Me. It's a really short one. Uh, you know, wasn't a lot to talk about this week in terms of gaming news. It's been pretty dead because it is towards the end of the year. Everyone has kind of gone on vacation. Um, but keep your ears and eyes out on the social medias. Uh, we'll be doing some more cool stuff with some folks uh, from my day job side of things uh, with some more influencers that you will get to like to know. Uh, so make sure you're checking out that stuff there. Uh, I, w- I will have a piece up in Giant Bomb again this year. Uh, for their end of year game of the year award conversations. We're going to be writing that tomorrow uh, and sending that in. So check that out on uh, giantbomb.com. I also have a piece that should be coming up in USA Today soon, uh, talking about a whole bunch of different things there about the future of gaming and and, and what what I'm excited for for 2021. Uh, So that should be dropping fairly soon as well. So yeah, massive love to everybody in the chat massive love to everybody who who rocked with us uh big love to the fam grand pooh bear who raised over forty two thousand dollars today uh for for uh an organization that's working to help folks with spinal injuries uh you know if you if you know how much we love pooh pooh is a fantastic person got a chance to rock a among us stream with snowback mike kate stark gary witta so many other wonderful folks, X water, all those other cool cats, uh, in that space, uh, raising some money for charity. So thank you to grand Pooh bear for having me, uh, and rocking on that red bull stream, uh, with all of them. So we're, we're going to get up out of here. I'm going to go get some food, eat some, eat some dinner. Uh, and then, uh, we'll see you all next week. Uh, probably with another ask anything episode up on the feeds. Uh, it may not be a live show, uh, on Twitch, uh, but it will be up on the feeds on our YouTube channel and on podcast platform, podcast platforms all around the globe. Uh, Friday and Saturday of this week, if you're listening to the show on our uh, when it drops this week, uh, make sure you're coming back here to twitch.tv slash me. We'll be doing two NFL streams uh, this weekend. So Friday and Saturday, I think we're going to do some NFL streams because I think it's wild card uh, season happening right now. So again, thank you for coming through. Massive love to you all. We'll see you all in a bit. And probably next time I see you on a live show, it'll be from the new studio. So uh, really excited about that. Really, really hyped for that. And, uh, you know, lots of cool stuff coming for 2021 for Spawn on Me. So thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for supporting us. uh, And we'll see you all soon.